I love that everybody has a different way, but I feel that common thread that we all have is the freedom. Like, I feel that that is the one common thing that we're all pursuing, that we just want to have more freedom over our life to make decisions, to pursue curiosities, to just go in and out of transitions. Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 151. The RV Entrepreneur is a podcast for anyone who's interested in downsizing their life, creating remote income, and working from anywhere they want. Today's episode is with Adam Newburn. I had a really good, honest conversation with Adam. This episode is less business and more just the highs and lows of travel that Adam and his wife, Lindsay, experienced over the term of four years as they RV'd across the US, traveled New Zealand, Bali, and a bunch of other places. The reason for this episode is because I had a podcast listener reach out through Facebook last week, and he basically said, my wife and I just transitioned to being on the road with our jobs, and you should have more people on the podcast to talk about the struggles, the hard parts of living on the road. And I totally agree. I think there's a fine line of hosting a podcast about business and travel because we're incredibly, incredibly fortunate to be living in 2018 where it's possible to build an income and work from anywhere. That's amazing. And I try to walk a fine line between showing the reality of what it takes to make that successful. How do you actually build a business on the road and be real about the hours that goes into that? I never talked about like us working three hours a week because it's just would be loads of BS. And I also don't want to have a podcast about travel where, you know, people get on here and just complain because are you kidding me? We get to travel it's an opportunity. It's a blessing. It's it's an amazing thing that we have. So I try to walk a fine line between showing the reality of the situation and, and feeling like complaining, if that makes sense. All that to say, today's episode is a little bit less business, a little bit more. What are the good highs and lows of Adam and Lindsay's experience from their past four years of traveling? I like Adam and Lindsay's story because I feel like their story is one that can be replicated. For instance, for five years, they paid off debt and kind of did the traditional job route, paid off debt, saved up money so they could go travel for a year or so. After building up that runway and getting on the road, they were over in New Zealand and they basically realized they wanted to keep traveling for a good bit of time. So they needed to extend their income streams in order to do that. So Adam's background in taxes, he started New Venture CPA and started bringing on clients and flexing their entrepreneurial skill. And two years turned into four years. They loved to travel. They built a business. They had some income and sustainability around that until they hit a wall mentally. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode. So what does it look like to kind of go through this full phase of travel? Because if you do want to go on travel, not everyone wants to go and just be a vagabond for forever. And so how can you go out and experience the world for a period of time, whether that's six weeks or six months or a year? and not go broke and and not go crazy, but just kind of lean into different curiosities. It's a little bit unorthodox and it's not as tactical businessy as as some of the other episodes of this podcast have been. Uh, It's just a really honest conversation about what it's like to go out and travel for a period of time. And before we jump into this episode with Adam, I just wanna take a moment and thank today's sponsor, the Stories from the Road podcast. One of my favorite parts about RVing is sitting with other people and just sharing stories. The good, the bad, the hilarious, The Stories from the Road podcast talks to RVers from all walks of life and what led them to the RV lifestyle, the things they like, the things they don't like, and where they see themselves going in the future. The conversations are heartfelt and funny, and if you're any kind of RVer yourself, and you probably are since you listen to The RV Entrepreneur, you'll identify with a lot of what you hear. That's Stories from the Road podcast, and it's available in iTunes, Spotify, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and everywhere else that you can listen to podcasts. 
Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode with Adam. Adam, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again, man. So you were on you were on episode number two of the RV Entrepreneur, and then you came on like episode 40, 50. So I basically bring you on every 50 episodes to chat. The first episode we talked about like how to save up for long-term travel, which I don't think I've told you is, is one of the most downloaded episodes of this podcast. Oh, wow. That's, that's a huge honor, man. Thanks for sharing. And then the second episode, we really dug deep into handling taxes as an RV entrepreneur. And I was like, we went really deep. I was honestly really worried about whether or not people would listen to the whole episode, just because we got so nitty gritty and details. And I think you had even mentioned that too. So I was like, here's a free copy of my book <laughs> if you listen to the whole thing. I You will not believe how many people responded. It's like, I listen to that every time I've listened to it multiple times because you know you want to dig into the, to the good stuff. So I think you just provide a lot of value on this podcast. So I'm excited. Thank you so much. That means the world to me. I mean, (laughs) that's, that's why I say yes each time that we, you know, start, start scheming about discussions and stuff because we just want to try to help folks out. And I'm thankful that it's actually, you know, providing some value to folks. Totally. So giving, uh, if you haven't heard of Adam and his wife, Lindsay, they have newventuretravels.com and Adam also has new venture CPA. You guys traveled the world in the U S in your RV for over four years. Now, some of our initial inspiration to go to New Zealand as well. Lindsay has an awesome book on how to camper van over in New Zealand that we'll link up to in the show notes, but you guys have traveled all over and had some really cool experiences. And now you are part-time traveling. So you came back to your home base in Colorado. Mm. And so I thought today would be, it'd be kind of interesting to kind of just dig into different seasons of travel and how you guys, you know, have transitioned out as you transition in. And like you, you left your jobs to go travel, still built up your own business while you're on the road. And now you've kind of transitioned Mm. out of that. And so just kind of talking about like at a high level, some of the the best experiences that you guys had on the road as you were growing your business Mm. over the past few years, things you do differently, uh, things you might change. And so, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of just want to start there and, and leave it kind of open-ended for you to talk about, you know, yeah. what, what season of life you're in and, and, and all of that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm like, we've talked about briefly. My hope is for folks that are listening to this episode is uh, it just for some encouragement to kind of, to go your own way, I guess, um, in sharing our story, hopefully folks realize that there is no one formula to doing this. Um, whatever you want to call this is, we call it like living as digital nomads or living as full-time RVers. And right now we're kind of living this, I guess we call it a base camp lifestyle where we want to be in Colorado Springs for you know maybe three to six months a year. And then we want to travel around wherever that may take us, uh, other months of the year. That's just the current, you know, just current season of life that we're in. And hopefully my goal at the end of the conversation is to to give folks, I guess, confidence and and permission, and but just want to leave folks with the idea that travel can look in, you know, many hundreds of different ways. Um, so for folks that are starting out, or that are, you know, maybe two years in, or maybe even, you know, six years in, or something, I'm just hoping that by sharing our story, we can kind of give folks some confidence that there is no one set formula, and to be confident in. The transition periods, I think, is ultimately what I'm trying to get across. It's something that we've been thinking about a lot, too. We've been on the road for a while. But what does it look like for you guys transitioning out of this phase of full-time travel? Even you using that word right there, transitioning out of something like... I don't feel we are actually we're just we're just moving right along into the next curiosity that we have uh, to kind of sum up our whole 
vision of this our, this lifestyle, our life, the the I mean the amazing opportunities that we have is is we realize that we constantly have different curiosities that are popping up and they're impacted by the the people or they're spurred by the people that we hang out with or you know the things that we see or the things that we learn and and we just want to have a a life that is that allows the freedom to chase that curiosity where whenever it is and we're just working right now on giving ourselves the permission to do that because sometimes that means like stopping a full-time RV lifestyle or stopping a full-time backpacking lifestyle. And sometimes like you've mentioned, I love the word that you use. Like sometimes we get, we have troubles wrapping our identity in, in, in who we are as like RVers or travelers or whatever word you want to use. And it, and we, we limit ourselves with, with pursuing that next curiosity that we have or, or making that transition that we feel is best for us and our family next. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's kind of where we are right now. So we, a short story is like we, yeah, we traveled full time for f- almost four years and we felt like a next phase coming and, and we've transitioned into that phase. And what that is for us is, is having Colorado Springs as a, as a base camp that we hang out and maybe up, up to six months a year and, and then the rest of the year, we, you know, we have some curiosities of places that we want to go hang out. And more times now, it's, it's centered around other friends that we've made over these years where they are. And we want to experience play, we want to experience a place or experience a memory with other people instead of just by ourselves. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the chapter of life that we're opening up and it feels really good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that phase of life and I've been accused, I don't know if accused is the right word, but people have pointed out to me maybe a nicer way of putting it on this podcast of showing the good. Somebody sent me a, a Facebook message the other day and they were like, I've tra- I'm transitioned my job. I we left our jobs, we took our location and actually they kept the same job, transitioned to being location independent, and traveling in an RV. And they were just talking about how hard it is. They're like, you need to bring more people on the podcast that challenge the heart and talk about the hard parts. And I think I, I haven't done that intentionally, not showed the the good and bad. I've, I've tried to do both. Um, one specific episodes where I, I talked with uh, a blogger and how they had went from the, you know, six figure job in uh, development software to blogging and making basically nothing. Uh, and that was with a guy named Siegfried. I'll link up to that episode in the show notes. So I feel like I have showed that, but because I'm optimistic and excited about certain things. And that's just the way that I try to look at situations. Uh, maybe I haven't showcased the more of enough of the challenges, the harder parts mm. of what it, what does it actually look like to uproot your life and your community and your job or your business and go travel for an extended period of time. And how does that affect your, you know, your marriage and your work? Can you grow something and make it sustainable? So looking mm. at, for you guys, um, like, I guess kind of that was kind of setting the stage and looking at it for you guys, what was the hope and dream uh, with long term travel? Like, I guess, what mm. did you what did you want to get out of it? Yeah, that's <laughs> loaded question, of course. So for us, our our unique like kickoff catalyst was we we just wanted to travel. We like we just wanted to travel for two up to two years, hopefully two years based on the you know around 30 grand that we saved up. We wanted to travel up for 2 years before we thought we were going to have kids and come on back to Colorado Springs and and then just continue doing our 9 to 5 lifestyle. That was our story. That was our transition. We weren't stop our jobs, build businesses for the rest of our lives. That was never our vision. We just wanted to 
we saved up money. We just wanted to travel for two years, come on back, have kids, keep on doing the normal lifestyle. Yeah, yeah the normal line, nine to five <laughs> lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. So, so what happened for us is we just met a lot of people along the way that showed us a, that it is possible to not have to do that if that's a, something that you're interested in. And that's how, that's how our story was written. What were we hoping to get out of travel? We were just hoping to satisfy curiosity, simply put. Like we were just curious to, to see how it would be living, it, not doing like the five to 10 day trips to Europe, but doing like a month in Thailand or three months in, or five months in New Zealand. We were just curious about how that is. Like, can you, you know, can you really like plug into a community and be living like a local and have those, you know, maybe non five to 10 day really quick hitter trips that we were accustomed to beforehand. So that was kind of the curiosities that we were having. And we got to experience a lot of that. And, and then of course, all so much more. Yeah. As you think two years turned into four years. So obviously yeah. there was parts of it that you guys loved. So take me through, I guess at a high level, some of the highest highs yeah. and some of the lowest low, like, uh, and let me reframe it and I'll be more specific. It's like, what parts of the, the travel brought you guys alive and turned mm. and made it turn in two years into four years? And then we'll, I'll have a follow-up question for that. I think the, what turned, man, thank you for phrasing it that way. I think what turned like the two year vision into pretty much a lifestyle now is, is the freedom that we had, the freedom that we had once we were given that confidence from all the people that we were you know, the, all the other travelers that had their own businesses and, and that were doing that and thriving and loving their lives, that freedom of, of like dreams and freedom to pursue those curiosities and, and to not be, you know, not to have that, you know, what something pop up in my mind and be like, oh man, but I got two weeks of vacation to, to utilize. So I can't do that. Or dang, uh, I don't have enough money to do that because it, it's too risky or something. That's what kept us going is the freedom aspect. That's what I feel that no matter all of the formula that all of us are taking in this travel lifestyle, this RV entrepreneur lifestyle or digital nomad lifestyle. I feel there's so many different variables and how you're approaching it and the formulas. And, and I, I love that everybody has a different way, but I feel that common thread that we all have is the freedom. Like I feel that that is the one common thing that we're all pursuing, that we just want to have more freedom over our life to make decisions, to pursue curiosities, to just go in, in and out of transitions. What was the biggest pain points that you guys had during the time on the road that it may affect other people? Great, great question. I think that I think there's maybe at least one or two that pop in my head right now. Yeah, just spur that question on me. The biggest pain point that pops in my head right now is New Zealand uh, Wi-Fi. It was atrocious. <laughs> really? Because we had like amazing experience. Not to like, I feel like a total jerk saying this. Yeah, but we had this is incredible a great example Wi-Fi of, like, experience <laughs> in New Zealand. Like it was amazing. This is a great example of how everyone's situation totally and, different. Yeah, yeah, it could be starkly, starkly different. I mean, this so this was 2014, mm. you know, so, winter 2014, spring 2015. We got one of those MiFi hotspots. You know, we were living in our minivan. I was starting my that that was my first tax season, so I needed Wi-Fi, and you know, just just sat and huddled in my our minivan, Bernie doing my tax returns and spotty Wi-Fi and trying to organize our traveling around Burger King because that's where you can get free blazing Wi-Fi. Or, or, bla or and blazing hot wings along with your yeah. blazing Wi-Fi. Hot wings and flat whites. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
that was just so frustrating. But it's a great story and it's a great memory to have. But in the moment, it totally sucked, I'm sure. Oh, it totally sucked. I mean, it's like, what am, what am I really doing? You know, flew halfway around the world to sit in Burger King and libraries and, <laughs> you know, just formulate our trip around Wi-Fi. But, but it, was, it was a greater, you know, there was a greater purpose happening there. It was trying to build a business, trying to, trying to test out this idea of like, you know, can we have a business and travel? And is it possible to create a lifestyle like this? So, so that's what got us through it. One thing that I learned from people in New Zealand, uh, as I was like going on hikes or talking with a local at a restaurant or coffee shop, they have a very different perception of work than we do in America and, and also of travel. So it's, they have way more vacation days. And also there's a lot of programs built in with companies where you can go work there for six months or 12 months. And then you could take a six month sabbatical and take like half pay or something. I mean, I mean, probably messing up the details there, but there's this sense of like, I was talking to somebody uh, who he left a high paying development job and he was, you know, sleeping in his van, traveling New Zealand, maybe working some odd jobs here and there, but mostly just immersing himself in, into his travel. And, you know, we're going back to our rig with Wi-Fi. And, you know, I just started thinking like, first of all, there's no right way to do travel. And I also just started thinking like, are, are we doing it right? Should we just be like huddled down for periods of time and getting stuff done? And then like actually going out and experiencing these places to the the fullest extent and I don't know. I don't know. Like that's that's the real answer. Is like I don't know. Maybe it's different in different seasons of your life, but exactly. uh, it's just kind of a. Uh, I think something good for people who are working on the road to think about. I feel that that's the answer. It's like it's there is a different answer for each different season of your life. Like for us, I needed and I wanted, and you couldn't have told me any way otherwise to, you know, chase the. Burger King Wi-Fi and library hot or hotspots <laughs> to be able to build that our tax business. Whereas now it's like my answer is I want to compartmentalize work in a season and then have freedom of mind to just go and not be worried about work, you know, for two to three months at a time in a different season of, of the year. So, and I think it'll change, you know, a couple of years from now when we have kids, like, you know, maybe we'll go back to the whole, you know, gotta be, juggling you know travel and kids and work at the same time versus this nice little compartmentalization that we're we are grateful to have right now i feel like what is critical is giving yourself the grace to to be okay in that moment of whatever whatever needs to be done in that moment and not to compare ourselves or or think that we're doing it wrong yeah challenge yourselves Is, is there a more efficient way or is there is there something else that i can prove to you know, be more mindful in, in my work time and be more mindful in my travel time or or is this just what the hand that I'm dealt right now and what I need to be doing? But giving your grace giving yourself grace to be okay with it in that moment instead of, you know, constantly beating yourself up and self shaming yourself and, you know, thinking that there's always a better way. I'm I'm great at the self shaming thing. I want a trophy. Yeah. I, I would have, I, I gave it to myself, but I was mad at it wasn't good enough. So I threw it. Up. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly, man. I mean, we, we suck at that. Like we, gosh, we have such a great, great opportunity to, to do this life. And, and, but yet we're out there, you know, in the middle of the desert struggling with spotty Wi-Fi or, and beating ourselves up because we're not doing what we anticipated ourselves to be doing or something. But, but 
Yeah. Okay. I'll stop there. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is the most privileged conversation in the world. The fact that we're trying to like, we're not trying to complain about the fact that we are able to go travel and see the world and work because that's an amazing, amazing blessing that we're so fortunate. Like the fact that we can even have this conversation, this discussion is amazing. But I think the reason why I wanted to have this conversation on the podcast is because it's a real thing that you need to think about if you're going to go out and travel for an extended period of time and you want to balance and have an income on the road. Because if not, you're going to listen to this podcast and think of all the good things that you're going to be able to go out and experience and how you're going to work a couple hours a day. And then you're going to get out on the road and be like, that Heath dude was full of shit. And then a year's going to go by and you spent all your savings, you know, kitting out a Sprinter van. And then you're going to be like, well, this lifestyle sucks. I miss my family and friends and I miss my surf break or my mountain bike trail and i just want to go back to to home you know so like that's setting proper expectations and and just being real about the struggle the struggles that that do happen um i feel is just like more yeah just just a conversation that needs to be had yeah i think one thing that is interesting about your story is that our first episode we talked about how do you prepare for long-term travel financially you guys saved up for five years and then you were able to go out and travel for, and you had a good amount of runway. I think you were the, you were the first person I talked to really about runway. And then I mentioned it on like every other episode of this podcast. So really thanks for giving me some good, like building blocks for this show, but you. you, you went out and you had the runway and you built up a business that supported you and Lindsay on the road. You'll work together on this. She does photography and travel writing and she's come out with books. And I guess what were the things that weren't getting fulfilled because you had a business, you were able to go travel. So like what parts of your life wasn't getting fulfilled from the travel? Oh, great question. And that is why we've transitioned into this, you know, base camp lifestyle. The things that weren't getting fulfilled were like yesterday. Yesterday we went, it's a Sunday in Colorado Springs. And we went and one of our friends, uh, Lindsay's in a Bible study. One of her friend's uh, kid turned one. So we got to see him smash his face with cupcake. <laughs> can't, we didn't, you know, we didn't do that on our travels. And then after that party, we went to another party at a local park for celebrating a buddy's, you know, 30 something birthday. We played, you know, volleyball and other like yard games and stuff. And, and yeah, I mean, we've had some great experiences. Like I've played cricket in New Delhi with random Indian folks. And that was amazing. I played, you know, pick up touch rugby in Auckland, New Zealand. I mean, I've had some amazing outside picnic park experiences. We both have, but I guess like those experiences with, you know, your, your people, your community, your, your close ones, the people that, that know like your struggles and that you're, you're, you're seeing every week or that's what didn't fulfill us. And that's what we started missing. And that's, that's one of the biggest reasons we want to come back and have our base camp in Colorado Springs is it's our community. We, we personally, you know, thrive on being known by these people that we're sharing life with in, in Colorado Springs. And we just needed to, to start doing that again, to share those ordinary moments. Like that is what, that's another thing that didn't get fulfilled is ordinary moments. Like one of the biggest things we learned about is how the grass is greener mentality is real for us people like we are we struggle so bad with grass is always greener when i was doing my nine to five cube job all i wanted to do was travel when i was traveling all i wanted to do was come back and you know sit on a l-shaped couch right in the corner and and watch a movie and look out <laughs> the window and bake some cookies in an oven or <laughs> if, if you if you, if you would have told me these things i wouldn't have listened i wouldn't have like i had to go through the the, the frustrations the 
a little bit of the loneliness, like, you know, a little bit of the FOMO of like missing out on, you know, doing a Wednesday night bike ride in Red Rocks open space with Peter or something. I mean, that's, I guess what I'm wanting to do is, is just be real, like, and share some of those thoughts and in, in hopes that that helps folks. Cause the last thing that I want to see is a lot of us, like some of my clients, they spend a lot of their savings. They, they made some very stark decisions in life to pursue a fr- more free travel lifestyle, whether it's backpacking or RVing or whatever. And then you get out there and you realize, you know, yeah, I love the freedom to be traveling and building a business and all this stuff, but I'm, I'm missing out on some of these other things. And, and then it starts ticking away at your, at your emotions, your psychology, and then you just throw your hands up and you go back home, um, you know, a year later or something. So yeah, this base camp lifestyle that I keep on calling it, like it's like we're trying to have our cake and eat it too. We're trying to do both. We're trying to trying to be in our community and, and share those ordinary moments because those ordinary moments now are extraordinary to us because of we didn't have them. I think what I'm hearing is it, it's all about different seasons of life and doing what's right in that season. Like there's a season for adventure and going out and, and traveling the world and having these awesome experiences with you and Lindsay that you... that you totally can go do with kids and so many people have awesome adventures around the world with their kids but it's like you uh for whatever reason if you needed to be stationary for a while in life like you wouldn't you wouldn't have any probably regrets about that because you've went out and had all these awesome adventures like you chase that curiosity for that season of life and what was right for you guys and on the flip side it's like you you kind of started getting this tug and i think that's a totally bigger point that is so helpful in just regular life and business and everything which is like when you start feeling something in your gut and you know it's right but you try to rationalize it is when i feel like you mm. get in trouble because you probably knew you started feeling like hey before you can even put words to it you probably started feeling like hey i feel like this is coming to an end i'm getting this yes. craving that keeps coming up so but i think a lot of times people like people ignore that both for travel and they ignore it for like even the opposite of your situation, which was like you went out and traveled for a while. You're like, this is amazing. We had this fantastic adventure. We built a business connecting with other travelers and helping them with taxes and et cetera, et cetera. But then you came to a season where you're like, this maybe isn't serving what we want for the next phase of our life. Like maybe we need to take a step back and, and try something else. Absolutely. And the, the moment, I know the moment, it was in Athens, Greece last summer. Amazing experience hanging out in Greece with our the, the fat says took us in as as family like sure enough family we still talk with them um greek family that we stayed with in athens and we were planning our next step and i wanted to go kiteboarding in in croatia and i was researching that and i just got so anxious and so sad and so like frustrated about the, that research those logistics and I, I basically i think what it got is decision fatigue i mean decision fatigue is so real in the travel lifestyle whether you got to decide on what type of Wi-Fi you get or what type of class A, B, C, or geez, I mean, there's so, when do you go when, what kind of visas, like decision fatigue just whooped my butt at that moment. And I was like, you know, Lens, like, I don't want to go kiteboarding in in Croatia. All I want to do is have a bicycle and just be able to bike whenever I want to and preferably in Colorado. <laughs> like, yeah. I just want to go ride in Red Rocks Open Space or go up to Monarch Crest Trail or go to Crested Butte and just go on a trail that I know and I don't have to do any logistics except just get there. That's when I realized, okay, all right, you know, old, old Adam would have been super pumped about all the uh, research of, you know, where should, holy crap, where should I go kiteboarding in Croatia? Like, this is amazing. But then I, ju- I was just at that moment last summer, I was in a different 
season or I was coming into a dis- different season. And that was a catalyst to help me realize, all right, you know, what's going on here? What kind of changes we didn't need to make? And then that set off like a whole nother psychological season of like just giving myself the, per- giving ourselves the permission that it's okay to not have our identity in, in traveling every single day of the year and to explore what it is to do a base camp lifestyle. What were the hardest parts of giving that up? And you and I have had a conversation about this and or multiple conversations about this when we hung out in Fredericksburg earlier this year, which was for somebody like us, you know, you like you put full-time traveler and you label yourself as something like that. And you're like, that's what I am. It's part of who I are, but that's, it's stupid. It's not true. It's like, you're not a full-time traveler. That's not who you are as a person. You're Adam. I'm Heath. You know, I'm a husband. Mm. I'm a friend. I'm all these other things, but who gives a crap if I, you know, what I'm labeled as, is a trap, you know what I mean? So, mm. and it's different for mm. us too, in a little bit, cause our business, I feel like our business has been so tied up with RVing, you know, started software business in the space. It's like, it works together in so many ways, but it's kind of worked together so much so that we are starting to crave a little bit, a, a lot more separation because there's no time off. It's always on. Mm. And uh, mm. it's very hard for me to tune out those parts. And, and even though I enjoy and I like what I'm doing, starting to crave more of that, you know, I, I love what you said about decision fatigue because we felt that a lot too. Um, just where are you going today? What are you going to do? Uh, mm. Are you going to check out of your campsite? Are you going to go somewhere else? And and for a long time, that it's the reverse. That's the draw. That's the exciting part. That's the freedom. But sometimes like when you have so many other things going on that you're excited about as well, like in your work and you're trying to build a business, like I, I think, again, it all comes back to seasons of life. What's the best for exactly. you in this season? Yeah. So going back in Greece last summer, you realize like you just started feeling sad. Like most people would be stoked to go travel to a foreign country and experience this life. And you were just thinking like, this isn't what I want to do. I just want to go sit on the couch and bake cookies and watch a movie, watch the holiday. Uh, you <laughs> yes, know? Yeah, and so just you like, <laughs> I want to have this life experience and see friends and stuff. So how do you, how do you go through that period where you start? kind of detaching your identity as a traveler because if you if you haven't been on the road you don't maybe understand what we're talking about but it's like you can associate yourself you can be like i'm an entrepreneur or i'm a i'm a traveler and it's like your friends know you as that and there's part of this is like maybe even going super deep it's like do i matter if i leave this thing behind am i still important if i don't own this or am i like a fraud because i say that i'm traveling and what am i doing back in statesboro like hanging out getting some vandies like isn't he supposed to be out traveling like he's a traveler you know uh it's just an amazing barbecue spot statesboro georgia (laughs) yeah so it's like it's like you know yeah it's like absolutely i guess just how do you go about mentally approaching that process of saying like we're, we, you know this has been our identity and what we did for a long time but we don't want to and at the end of the day it should be as simple as like oh let's just go back to colorado but you probably went through like internal back and forth a little bit too during this time where you're like i need absolutely. i want to act on this thing but what was i guess what were the friction points Absolutely. And I can even take even further back, like me and Lindsay were in Vietnam in Hanoi and we were just sweating our tails off. And this was uh, this was like a year into our travel and and, um, well, a year and a half sweating our butts off and just just missing home, missing folks. And we were like, man, should should we just go back? Like, should we? We're done. Right. You know, and we started. So we started visualizing what that would look like, you know, what it would look like going back home, all the steps we needed to do. 
And after we, I think uh, that only lasted a day. We were, we were like, no. After we visualized that, we we're like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, we're not ready for that. This was just a momentary, like tired and sad, and and that's how we processed like that situation. Um, but then, like you know, last year, a different opportunity to kind of analyze like what we're doing. We 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 were like, all right, we visualized it, and we we're like, yes, this will be more beneficial for us because of these reasons. So I think the first step is just like a simple visualization of what it would look like to to make a change. Like, what what does that change look like? Um, and sometimes going through that visualization process. It will help you realize like, man, I, I still got some more gas in the tank to do it this way. Maybe the visualization will say, I'm more excited about that. Like mm. I'm, I'm more excited to stop this way and do it and you know, this, this different way. First step, visualization. Second step was just giving yourself the permission because like we just went in a dialogue about you, you find your identity in the traveling and the being a certain thing to, to your family and your friends and your followers and your whoever else. What was the fear that like you wouldn't be seen that way <laughs> well, or that you'd be a fraud? Yeah, or? For, for me, I mean, we, our lifestyle is built on, um, you know, New Ventures CPA is, is centered around being a, an accountant and a CPA and a, you know, a consultant for, for, for travelers, for RVers, for backpackers, for digital nomads. And it's like, well, dang, if I'm not, if I'm not living that lifestyle every single day, am I a fraud for not, you know, to, to be marketing myself or, telling others that I'm that guy. When in reality, it, it's probably as simple as changing the bio on your website. Be like, we traveled the world for four years and saw the pain points of travelers. And at the end of the yeah. day, like, I don't think anybody cares that yeah. you aren't traveling full time. Yeah. Like you're the only one who cares that you are traveling full time. But like you base it off of like the only reason this business is successful is because I've been traveling full. And I do the exact same thing with campground booking. I'm like, the reason I can relate and empathize with campground owners is because I travel in RV full. No, you build a good product. You serve the need of the market and it doesn't matter what you're doing. Sure. Maybe it helps a little bit from the authenticity standpoint, but at the end of the day, no one's going to care if you're doing it full time, but I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, exactly what you said is what I did. Like link, Dan, I said part-time RVer now. <laughs> so just to kind of, just to kind of like, you know, give myself that little warm and fuzzy. But like, I had to, yeah, I had to give my, we had to give ourselves a permission to be like, okay, you know, this is, it is okay to tell ourselves, all right, now we're in a different chapter of life, and we're more curious about sharing the ordinary experiences with family and friends than we are about being by ourselves in Croatia kiteboarding or being by ourselves in Hungary at a cafe. You know, we're more curious about that stuff. And we're more curious about, like, I was really curious about learning French last year, but I couldn't because I, I didn't have, like, the structure that I needed, like, every day, certain time, that type of thing. So I was like, man, I just, all I want to do is learn some new stuff, and I can't do that because our constantly moving lifestyle doesn't afford it. It's kind of interesting. Talking with a friend earlier today, we are talking about the dichotomy between freedom and structure and how you can't really have true freedom unless you have structure as part of your life. It's like you have freedom on the weekends when you have a nine to five job because you have structure during the week. So you have those things to like counterbalance, if you will. And I'm still kind of sorting through what that exactly means, to be honest. But you took it from two years of travel to four years of travel because of the freedom. But you're saying that you didn't have enough freedom to learn French. I guess at yeah year four, what kind of started handcuffing us was no longer 
you know, the nine to five salary job, what was handcuffing us, I feel was the decision making and the logistics and the expectation that we had to be constantly on the move. We put these expectations on ourselves because we have an amazing opportunity to travel. And it's like if you don't, if you have the opportunity and you're not doing it, then you're selfish. I guess that's the story that we were feeding ourselves. So we, we became, we did not have freedom because we, to do, yeah, to learn French or to, Lindsay wanted to, wanted to publish another book and she didn't, she didn't have the ability to do that. Her Pootie the Pelican children's book because she didn't have the structure of like hours to sit down focused and to, to get it done or to be, she's very creative. She wanted to do crafts and stuff or produce all kinds of other, you know, creative projects she couldn't start ticking away at because she didn't have the, the daily structure to just sit down and, and to do stuff. Cause we were constantly on the move or constantly figuring out visa logistics or train logistics or, you know, yeah, that type of stuff, which is an amazing thing to come out of my mouth. Yeah. And that is that that's the wormhole that we fell into. It's like, gosh, Lindsay, what we just said is amazing that we just said that that is a frustration. We have to keep on having that frustration because <laughs> it's an amazing ability that we can say it. And that was just like the snowball. No, that that totally makes sense. And I can I can empathize with that in a lot of ways, because again, we're not trying to set a dismal mood, but more or less just be honest about like you and I both traveled for about the same period of time around four years. And these are kind of things that we're feeling as well. And I think if there's anything that I take away from both of our stories, it's that in 2018, it's possible to uproot your life, to leave the status quo of like whatever is not making you happy in a full-time job and go see the world. And, and chase that curiosity for a period of time. But at the same time, like there's, there could be an end date on what you're feeling. Like you may want to go travel for six months and going to travel for six months is nothing to knock. Most people dream about taking off six months in their youth or in middle age or whenever to go see the world. And, and that's a really, really cool thing. And maybe that's 10 years. I think it's just different for everyone. Like you said, there's no wrong answer, but taking away from that, that it's possible to go do that. You can make that transition like you guys did and, and we've done, and you can make your income and make your money from anywhere. But then when the time comes that it's that season of life is no longer serving your needs, then it's okay to hang up the hat too and go on to something else. And I think that that for me is a bigger lesson and not just travel, but in everything. It's like, if, if you're feeling like you have to do something, the odds are that there's something else holding you back and you don't actually have to do that thing. Mm, perfect summary. Perfect summary. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just, it's giving, I, th I always just like to say the phrase, like we just got to give ourselves the permission. Like you got to give yourself the permission sometimes to just see that transition and then go for it and not hold yourself back. Um, just because, you know, just because of something that you're supposed to be because you fed that line that you're supposed to be it because you have that opportunity to be it right now. And not a lot of other people do have that. So uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's in my words, what I, what I, what we kind of, the mantra that we use sometimes. I love that, man. Well, if, uh, if people want to connect with you online, where's a good place for people to connect with you at? Right now? Yeah. Lindsay's uh, pushing out. Uh, a lot of content and another book on newventuretravels.com. That's our personal um, kind of life um, website. And then, and then, yeah, for my for my business, newventurecpa.com. Um, if you need any help and clarity as you 
you know, build your <laughs> business that's giving you the freedom to talk about these great frustrations that we get to have. Um, that's where I'm at. Awesome. And Lindsay just came out with a book called 501 Questions, which is a game yeah. like, like you can basically sit in the passenger seat of your RV or car on road trips and go through like interesting questions, questions that make for like interesting, meaningful conversation, right? Like, would you rather do this? Absolutely. What's your favorite hike ever? Uh, so they can learn more about that on Amazon 501 Questions. A travel game, exactly. A travel game, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole vision with that was like it's just or what what spurred spurred that is we just you know sometimes you're you're meeting folks and it's just so habit now to just pull out that phone when you get a little uncomfortable and start scrolling or when you have like uh, you know a down moment to start scrolling on your phone especially when we're traveling so we're just trying to just trying to combat that with a with a tool to be able to. Uh, to spark some some cool conversations uh, with new new friends and with family. What we actually do, um, and Alyssa rolls her eyes because we do it so much, we have a list that we downloaded from somebody, uh, and it was about good, I think it was from Noah Kagan, and we follow him online anyway. But it's like a list of 30 questions or so that make for, make for meaningful conversation at dinner. Mm -hmm. And so like when I'm eating out with new people or I'm just bored with the conversation, I know that sounds bad, but whatever. It's like... I just pull it out and I'm like, what's the best thing that you've bought in the past year? If you could wake up tomorrow with any learned skill and you were an expert, what would it be? So like, Damn. so just really good. So I'm excited to pick up the book and, and try it on our trips and stuff or just regular conversation because I'm all about just not talking about the weather, like find stuff that's meaningful to talk about and engage in good conversation. So thank you, Adam, so much for coming back on the podcast, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. It, it truly is an honor. And I'm just thankful for this community that you've built and that we can all encourage one another. And yeah, just keep on doing it. Thanks, man. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning into that episode with Adam. If you want to grab the show notes and connect with him, head on over to heathandalyssa.com and click on podcast. Or you can just go to New Venture CPA or New Venture Travels and just say hello to those guys. I'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm <laughs> sorry.